I'm Emma G. Rose. I'm Shell Shearer. We're indie authors. And this is Indie Book Talk. Hello and welcome back to Indie Book Talk. Today we have with us a truly terrifying mind. Uh, Kelsey Kupitz is the author of The Right Thing, which is a novella that went in a really weird direction and scared the crap out of me. Um, (laughs) I hope you'll all read it. (laughs) But first, I want to welcome Kelsey to the show. Hi, Kelsey. Hi, thanks for having me. Well, that's that's quite an intro. I need to know all the things. What's the (laughs) name of this novella? It's called The Right Thing. The Right Thing. And why did it terrify you, Emma? (laughs) Because, okay, okay, so this is going to be a really spoiler-free short thing. You think you know what's going on, right? You think, okay, there's like a mystery, there's a secret from her past. All right, all right, all right, I got this, right? And then it just takes this wildly dark turn that goes in a direction that, like, you did not see coming. And then when you think you have it figured out again, uh, other horrible things happen. And it's very <laughs> short, so it's like... The whole, you can like sit down and read the whole thing and just really terrify yourself like all in one go. It's it's uh, there's no pausing for breath. It's just go. Um, <laughs> but that's not really what we came here to talk about. We actually asked Kelsey <laughs> to come talk to us about writing this horror story while being a new mom. I don't know oh, if the gosh. two are connected. I'm not going to speculate. <laughs> <laughs> so. This actually was written um, a couple years before I became a mom, as it happens. Um, It was written when I was living in England, and I was kind of like in a weird limbo state with immigration. My husband's English, and I was trying to live there, and everything was up in the air, so I had a lot of anxiety and also a lot of free time because I wasn't allowed Mm -hmm. to work. And so um, there was an area called The Edge which is this forest near where we lived. And I would go walking there while he was at work. And it is an area that has inspired other novels. And it has all these weird like nooks and crags and caves. And it's like notorious for people getting lost. And so it really like, you know, inspires and evokes the imagination. And that is where the right thing was born. And where is this in England? It's in an area in northern England. So it's near Manchester. It's in southern Manchester. Um, It's called Alderley Edge. Nice. The the forest is called The Edge. (laughs) I'll have to go. That's very cool. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's lovely. I recommend it. Yeah, lovely, terrifying, whatever, you know. So after you, you wrote this one, before you had the child. Yeah. (laughs) So I wrote this story and then I just kind of like, shelved it for ages. And then when I I started writing what I consider like my debut novel, Any Port in the Storm, and then I got pregnant, which was unplanned, very happy, but still unplanned. And I became panicked that I would have absolutely no time to write once the baby was born, which is like a reasonable assumption. And so I went into like super writing mode and I was like obsessed with finishing my novel And I wanted to get it all done, uh, which I did. I did it all before the baby was born. And then um, once the baby was born, though, I actually found that I did have still time to write. And I wanted to navigate um, the publishing world. And I wasn't sure what I wanted for any port in the storm, if I wanted to go the traditional publishing route or if I wanted to self-publish. So I thought I want to kind of test run self-publishing. And then I remembered, oh, yeah, I have this creepy little 
story. Why don't, <laughs> <laughs> why don't I put that onto the world and see what happens? And I've been uh, very happily surprised with the feedback. So do you, are you going to do your debut novel self-publishing as well now? I'm not sure, to be honest. My husband really wants me to. He's like, just mm-hmm. just get it out there. Um, I'm still kind of humming and on. I just did, I thought it was finished over the summer. And then I just did like another round of beta readers and edits. So I want to like just kind of sit on it for a minute. I am tri- I am querying it at for the for the moment, but I also mm-hmm. know that if I look at it again in three months, I'll probably want to change a whole bunch of things. So. <laughs> I'm still still deciding. How do you make time to write and have a? I think she's about one now. Very small child. How do you do that? You know, when they, when you first become a mother, they tell you the proverbial day. They all like to say when when the baby naps, you nap. And I would say when like they're, you know, an absolute newborn, that is good advice because they wake every three hours and they need something. So you, you also wake every three hours, you know, 24 seven. So yes, you should nap whenever you can. But once you make it past that three month window, um, even maybe a little bit before babies are all different, do not nap when they nap. That is my advice. Not, and <laughs> napping time is writing time and writing time is sacred. No matter what else I have on my agenda in a day, I it, when she naps, I will write. Everything else I will do when she's awake. Like other moms might, you know, have like a long list of, you know, just chores or laundry or cleaning or cooking or any number of things that they want to do when the baby sleeps but i save all of those things for when the baby is awake and it is more inconvenient to clean and cook when the baby's awake and running around and eating things um but that is that is my advice to anyone that is how i've written two more novels since she's been born um i've edited loads i yeah and i've I've gotten a lot done writing wise since she was born i've amazed myself but my rule is unbreakable when she naps no matter how tired I am no matter what else I feel like doing in that moment I write no that's that's great dedication I I don't know if I could have done that (laughs) it does some days you are not in the mood but as soon as you get going you're you're grateful so what will you do as she grows older and won't nap will you just find different things to factor into your day god now I have no idea. I'm dreading this. I think that's one of the reasons I'm so obsessed with using this time now is because I know at some point she won't nap. And then I'm like, what will I do then? I think then I probably won't be able to sleep early and I'll just have to. It's always the sacrifice of sleep. Isn't yes. it? You, you just don't sleep. You're just going to stockpile all your work now and have like 50 novels. Like, I'm ready. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I know they keep telling me at some point she won't nap. Or, or, or you could just get her to also write books and then you could publish little tiny child books written by a tiny child and everyone would love them. And um, then she could write books while you write and it can be like a mother-daughter team. And then when she gets old enough, (laughs) we can write horror together and it'll be terrifying. It'd be that much scarier knowing that those things came from the mind of a child. Like that would genuinely keep me up at night. (laughs) Oh yeah, they come up with the scariest things. And deadpan, too. They're like, they just spit it right out. Like, oh, okay. (laughs) So are your novels um, horror as well? No, I would say I would classify them more as thrillers. Um, The right thing took 
I, the right thing was definitely my attempt at a horror and I've been really interested with the feedback from it like my uncle said oh I wouldn't really classify that as horror I would classify it more as like a mystery suspense mm. novella and then I've gotten some people calling it thrillers and then I've gotten a lot of people saying that it was absolutely terrifying and it was definitely horror so it's interesting for me to see um where people fall on that scale I was definitely aiming for horror and I was aiming for the exact reaction that you had Emma I wanted you to think it was one thing and then have it go a completely other direction so I loved hearing that from you because that was definitely what I was aiming for but my other ones I would say probably fall more into thriller I started reading it like I, I was sitting there waiting for them to deliver my food at a restaurant. And I was like, what do I have on my phone that can entertain me for 10 minutes, you know? And so I was like, oh, yeah, I have Kelsey's book. I'm going to start reading that. And that was a bad choice because I read it all the way through my meal. And it was almost late to the next thing I had to go to. I love hearing that. <laughs> I'm like eating French fries like while reading. Did you have to walk hands. alone in the dark <laughs> anywhere after reading this? I did. I did. But it was okay because it wasn't near a forest. <laughs> yes, it is. It is very forest central. So good to know. <laughs> Talk to me about the the novella approach. Like, did you set out to write a novella, or did it just sort of come to that natural length? And you thought, "Here we go. We're going to run with this." No, what's really funny and kind of sad is that I actually set out to write a short story <laughs> because I before then was completely incapable of writing short, anything short. Brevity is not my strong suit. Everything that I, every idea that I've ever had always turns into novel length. And so I was like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to do a short story. And then of course it wound up being a very long story. Couldn't be classified as short, but I tried to publish it in certain magazines and like online publications under the bracket of, you know, a long story, which obviously no magazine is looking for. Um, so it didn't get accepted. And so then that's why I just kind of was like, oh, okay. And, you know, sat on my computer forever until I started thinking about um, self-publishing for any port in the storm. And then I was like, well, actually, I wonder if that classifies as a novella. And then, yeah, it did. So it fit that bracket. So... Then I made every, I, they weren't separated into chapters before. It was um, just kind of like page breakers. And so then I made each page breaker a chapter. And um, that's how it turned into a novella. So did you do a print version or use only on Kindle? Uh, both. I have a print version and um, and Kindle. And is that what you're hoping to do with the, the full books as well? Yes, that would definitely be my goal. In the category of uh, things people may not know, Kelsey... Is also one of the professors at the I'm an Author Academy, uh, which you may have heard us mention a couple of interviews ago when we talked to Lee. So, Kelsey, how did you get roped into this ridiculous experiment that we're doing where we're trying to teach everyone everything we know? Yes. Uh, so, Emma Jean, who I had interacted with like a little bit on Twitter and Instagram, um, she contacted me and said, Hey, I've been doing interviews of authors and I would like to interview you. And that's how I came to really start interacting with her more. We had this lovely conversation. And then um, it was, I guess, a couple months after that, maybe, that she contacted me and said, hey, I would really like you to be a part of this. And I was obviously, like, completely over the moon. Have you always thought of yourself as, like, a writer, an author? Yes. I would say that um, I 
have always thought of myself as a writer, but not necessarily always as an author. So like I've wanted to be a writer since, I mean, I was like six or seven years old. Um, my dad's a writer. I kind of grew up with that around me and like storytelling's always been like a huge part of my childhood. And so I always knew that I wanted to be a writer and I started writing stories very young. I started trying my first novel when I was in fourth grade. And then it's only been very recently though that I've branched into calling myself an author. Like since since publishing the right thing, I, I wouldn't say that I called myself an author until then. So are you a plotter or a pantser? I'm a pantser all the way. <laughs> <laughs> completely <laughs> I never like I like the twists in the right thing surprised me as much as anyone like honestly I was like oh damn that happened <laughs> you're like we're going there okay <laughs> no same I, I just can't plot no I, I end up plotting after the fact I'll write the story and I'll be like okay now I'll work a little bit of plot in that it might need it in place exactly you go back after and you kind of like smooth out the edges like once I had the twist then I went back to the beginning having the twist in mind and made sure that like it made sense you know but yeah I I never plot if I even if I try to plot beforehand like the 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 characters do what they want right like this this story (laughs) goes where it's gonna go darn them you have three books written at the moment yes so are you doing that to entice a publisher so showing you have already a series in place um no they're they're all completely standalone um i just yeah i just i mean you know i have these stories in me and they just all are clambering now to get out it's funny i went when i was in england and i was writing the right thing i was in such a weird rut um just you know in my life and it was like i'd i'd been traveling and this writer side of me just kind of fell by the wayside and I became got this huge, horrible case of writer's block. And I had all this free time living in England. And I thought, you know, when I went off traveling, I always thought I'm going to be a traveler and then I can write about my travels and they will inspire my writing. And mm-hmm. then I had finally all of this free time. I couldn't work. I was stuck in one place. I'm like, this is the perfect time to write. And I just couldn't write and I couldn't get it out. And um, I was beginning to worry that maybe one, you know, I was going to be one of those people that would say, oh, I used to like to write. It used to be a hobby Mm -hmm. of mine instead of, you know, being this huge part of who I am. And um, yeah, so I I, now it's, you know, now it's funny to look back at that period of my time, life when I used to have so much free time and I couldn't write. Now I don't have any free time and I have like all of these stories in me that want to get out. So I find that how my day works too. I'm, I'm swamped all the time and that's when I get the most writing in. I'm like, okay, right. If I, if I get too bored or sedentary then I'm just like eh, I'll write later exactly yeah it kind of like falls it's easier to just kind of like push it by the wayside because you have so much free time that you're like well mm-hmm. I can do it later I have the time we'll do it later but you have a very dedicated schedule which is impressive thank you that that, that that's hard to you really got to dedicate yourself to it every day um and I think that's one of the best successes of of being a writer is making sure you have a schedule whatever that is whether it's wake up early or when your child naps or your lunchtime and just find that niche in your day and write during it. And I think that's the hardest thing for people to take on. Yeah, I would, I would definitely agree. I think, I mean, if my life has been any indicator, like when I had no job and all this free time and I literally couldn't write, but now I have, you know, a schedule and I'm forcing myself to do it and it's just completely flowing. 
Um, but it is, it is a leave of faith. And if you had told me when I was pregnant that this is when I would do my most writing, I'd be like, you're lying to me. <laughs> I would have also been skeptical because first of all, when you're pregnant, you're not feeling your best. And then a new baby in the house. Oh my gosh. Writing on top of that. Yes. And I'm sure, you know, that if I was to have a second child, that that would definitely throw a wrench into the works here. You know, you can't, if they're on different nap schedules, I'm sure that would definitely um, affect my plan. But for the time being, it works very well. How about, why don't you tell people where they can find you, Cassie? Yes. Okay. So um, my book is available on Amazon. Um, also, if you ever need the link, my it's on my Twitter. My Twitter handle is Cupcake Prose. It's cupcake spelled with a K, like my last name. Oh. And um, then I'm also on Instagram, Cup, uh, Kelsey Kupitz underscore the author. I have all of my links available on my social media. And then my I would recommend typing in my last name to Amazon instead of typing in the right thing. I'll come up a lot faster. There aren't any other Kupitzes, but there are many other the right things. How can there be so many right things? Right? There's only the one. <laughs> the other ones are wrong. Exactly. <laughs> That's my story. I'm sticking to it. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us here today. Thank you for having me. It was fun.